Hey there, welcome to the Doing Good Business Podcast, hosted by Kelly Stewart, business strategist helping companies to do good in all aspects of their business, and me, Laura Heacock, a leadership coach helping professionals bring kindness into business. Doing Good Business is a podcast for leaders who want to bring their whole selves to work and create companies that make a real difference in the world. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Doing Good Business Podcast. I am Laura Heacock, leadership coach, passionate about kindness in business. And as always, I'm here with my amazing co-host, Kelly Stewart. Hello there, Laura. And I'm happy to be here today. And I am probably even more excited than usual, Laura, because today we are being joined by Hope Bear, who is our first guest on the Doing Good Business Podcast. Yes. And on top of that, she is the Chief People Officer at AWeber Communications. They are a well-regarded email marketing platform helping small businesses and entrepreneurs connect with customers in ways that grow their business. And I met Hope um, probably just within the last year or so, but I can tell you honestly, her reputation for doing well by doing good precedes her in the professional circles that that I travel in. And I'm just so excited about that because Hope is on the front lines of doing a lot of what you and I talk about, Laura, and uh, she's making it happen in very real, special, and meaningful ways uh, with her team, for her team, for their customers, and I can't wait to talk about that with Hope. I also just wanted to let our listeners know, too, in addition to the good things you're going to hear Hope talk about today, she has a really strong background in human resources, and she's been in a variety of different environments, including retail distribution, manufacturing, and technology. She's focused on coaching, communication, mentoring, diversity, work-life engagement, and recruitment, not only at AWeber Communications, but also at IKEA and Kellogg. In addition to that, and this is part of where her reputation just precedes her, she's spoken about the correlation between happiness and one's career. She's been speaking with students regarding their career progression, and she's a frequent speaker at our Bucks County Chamber of Commerce pertaining to the relationship between wellness, productivity, and engagement. She's a passionate person. I know her personally to be a a passionate person, and she is the real deal when it comes to doing well by doing good. So I I think you all might have an impression that I'm super, super excited to have Hope here with us today. (laughs) Hope, thank you so much for joining us, Kelly. That was an amazing introduction, and I'm so excited to meet you and to know you, Hope. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So one of the things, I'm going to dig right into the micro level because I've been like excited to talk to you since Kelly and I first started brainstorming, and Kelly had the wonderful idea to invite you to this podcast. So one of the things that I'm really passionate about in leaders and on the individual level is values. And for the folks in the audience, some of the values that AWeber has on their website include fun, they include innovation, they include listening to people and inviting feedback, executing with passion and creating remarkable experiences. And when I talk to leaders and companies, hope one of the things I ask them is, are your values more than just a page on your website? How do they show up every day? How do you live them? So as a leader yourself and with leaders that you see in the organization, how would you think that some of those values are are showing up on a daily basis? That's a great question. And um, I would say that probably it starts with our recruitment process. Our culture is 
really unique. It's something that's really, really strong. It sets us apart within the marketplace. And in the very beginning, we recruit for those values. So um, we're looking for individuals who those values are going to resonate with. So when they come in, we already know that they believe in the values. And that's Mm. really, I think, one of the biggest um, advantages with our culture is that individuals come in having a respect for those values and wanting to live them. And then once they're here, it's really about building programs that um, incorporate all of those values on an ongoing basis. So whether it's um, asking team members for feedback, and we do that on an ongoing basis, we do that in internal NPS surveys, we do that um, at all hands meetings, we have our CEO stand up and invite feedback from the entire team. Um, wow. We do it on an ongoing basis in our performance evaluations. So there are 360 evaluations and our managers in one-on-ones are always asking for feedback from the team. So I think it's about creating an environment that's trusting, that's collaborative, that's really communicative and where people come as themselves and feel good being authentic. And then they're, you know, they want to live the values. They want to show who they are and they want to show how they interpret those values on a daily basis. I love that. So as a, a fellow trained coach, I am passionate about the whole concept of, you know, Brene Brown talking about bringing your whole self to work and wholehearted leadership and things like that. And it sounds like your organization really fosters that in the environment. Most definitely. In fact, um, I would say that we have put a lot of time in the past three years bringing tools into the workplace where before we even start a meeting and get down into the business piece of it, you know, we just do a roundtable and we say to team members, you know, where are you? And we use a change model called the four-room apartment and we say, are you in contentment, inspiration, chaos, or denial? And what type of help do you need from each other? So it really is about bringing that whole person to the workplace, respecting that whole person, um, encouraging individuals asking for help, and really realizing that we can only do this as a team. Wow. I love that you start things with a personal check-in. Yeah. Just giving folks the opportunity to just say, you know, here's where I'm at today. Like my, you know, I'm here physically, but I might not be here mentally because I had this, that, and the other thing happen, you know, between last night at five o'clock and this morning now at 9 a.m. And just giving people the chance to have the kind of environment where that's an okay conversation and, and taking it a step further and inviting it, I think is just exemplary. Yeah, because I mean, let's be real. When you walk into a, a place of employment, you're not leaving part of yourself out in the parking lot. Right. Your entire being right. is coming. So yeah. we have to be able to to be comfortable you know, having uncomfortable conversations. And I think those uncomfortable conversations are, there's a lot in life that goes on and that exists within the workplace. Absolutely. I'll, I'll just uh, jump in for a minute to, to add on to that. I think, you know, as we've seen leadership evolve um, from more of this like command and control leadership that was so popular back in the day when businesses were, you know, change was a little bit more static. There, the barriers to entry were a little bit higher. So I think managers were looking for kind of the rote processes that predict, you know, produce a very kind of stable, reliable outcome. And, you know, throughout the 80s and 90s and, and certainly in this new millennium, we're seeing that the need now is for people to be responsive, flexible, creative. And so the leadership has to change. And I think that that's 
part of what we're seeing in the example that you just shared with us is that your leaders understand stuff happens, right? And and we have to bring that out onto the table where when I started my career <clears throat> several years ago, uh, that was not important, <laughs> you know? They really didn't want several to know. <laughs> exactly. They, they wanted yeah. you to, um, to kind of leave all that stuff at the door and, and not bring it into work. So I think, though, accepting that that happens and realizing that you can roll with that, right? You can can bring that up, have a discussion around it, help resolve it, and then get to the good stuff, right? Get to the ways of of being creative and unblocking some of that energy. So I, you know, again, applaud that type of approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been very successful for us, and it has also um, built a lot of trust amongst mm-hmm. our team members, which has also increased accountability overall. And, you know, when your team members are accountable, then your business results are going to follow from that. I love it. Yeah. I know Kelly and I talk a lot about, you know, one of the first things, and and this is one of the ways that Kelly and I bonded early on when we met was, you know, being in, you know, similar fields. One of the comments that we first get from people is, well, yeah, but, you know, don't people just care about the bottom line? You know, whether it's me talking about kindness and business Mm -hmm. or whether it's Kelly talking about, you know, doing well by doing good, people are like, ah, yeah, but don't businesses just care about the bottom line? And I would say the first time I heard that it was a little off-putting, but now it actually excites me to hear that question because of exactly what you just said, Hope. I mean, the truth is all of the studies show that there is such a positive correlation by, you know, whether it's an individual person being able to bring their whole self to work, to start a meeting with that check-in of where are you in this four-apartment, four-room apartment model. You know, when you can do those things, the engagement, like you said, increases the trust increases and the productivity increases. And that's where your bottom line comes from. And that's where you can actually then also transition that into the larger scale and taking your business practices and your business itself and doing good outside into the environment like Kelly's passionate about. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And and we see that because, you know, as your team members feel good about themselves and then that translates into positive business results they they also have more capacity to do more and they also have a will to do more i'm a firm believer that people want to do good right they don't come to work Mm -hmm. to to make a mistake they come to work to make the biggest impact that they have and what we're finding is is that now that we're able to inspire our team as well as empower them to do their best at work and they're seeing a lot of fruits of their labor we're now looking to see how can we take those things that we've learned within AWeber and share it with other businesses in the community and help them, which in turn are going to help the community to a larger extent. So, you know, one feeds the other. It, it doesn't just stay within four walls. So yeah. important. And, and again, creating that type of transformation that is what businesses need in the 21st century. Most definitely, because everything's so in- intertwined, right? I mean, you're employing people who live in the community. Um, they frequent other places of employment. Everybody knows somebody else. And at the end of the day, um, I don't think we truly realize just how powerful our team members are um, outside of the place of employment, but they are Mm -hmm. truly powerful and they have the ability to move mountains. I love it. So one of the things that you touched on a little bit, Hope, was – you know, the the tie-in between wellness, you know, employee wellness, whole person wellness, and productivity. I am 
extremely passionate about eliminating the culture of burnout in corporate America. And and it seems like I'm going to guess Kelly tells me there's a water slide in your lobby. So I'm going to assume that you all don't have a major burnout problem. But I'm curious about what you've observed in, you know, in your role at AWeber, or even, you know, in, in your career, you know, what are some of the factors and the ways that you guys actively on an individual leadership level work to make sure that your employees are healthy and bringing their whole selves to work and that things are, that things are okay? Yes. So um, just one piece of clarification. We don't have a water slide. We actually what? have two curvy slides. So Curvy slides. Um, that makes yeah, sense. The, and a bio wall. A bio wall with water. Exactly. That's right. Curvy slide better, because then you can go down it when you're in your work clothes. (laughs) There you go. Um, I think, you know, from a wellness perspective, we look at it, how can we ensure that our team members are feeling or taking care of themselves as well as their families? So we look from a physical wellness piece. We look from an emotional wellness piece. And then we also look from a financial wellness piece. So there's a lot that we do internally to ensure that team members are being well taken care of. So our medical and dental insurance, we pay for that at 100% for um, whether they are single coverage or family coverage because we want to ensure that they don't have to worry about health insurance. Um, I know it's an incredible benefit, but we feel if, you know, we're taking care of that, then they can concentrate on other things and not be worried about that. Um, In regards to eating healthy, we have three chefs on site who prepare um, healthy options for them at lunch and Mm -hmm. everything's completely free. So it's a, we have three gourmet chefs. Um, A lot of the produce is organic. Um, Mm. we have healthy options and then we have soup and we have a hot entree and we have delis and we have a grill. And so they get to choose whatever they want. Um, we have wellness fairs to ensure that they're, you know, being cautious of maybe about some risk factors that they might have. And if they need to go to the doctor, that they're able to go to the doctor and they know about it before it becomes a problem. We Mm. also have a yoga instructor come in. We have um, stand-up meetings. We have desks that can move throughout the office. So we do a lot within the office Mm -hmm. to ensure that our team members are staying healthy. The other thing that we just implemented is we enhanced our PTO policy, which was actually a recommendation from the team. We also implemented sabbaticals after 10 years so they can have a month off with pay and they can go on that dream vacation that they wanted to go on. And I think one of the biggest things that we do is that we really instill a lot of work-life balance. So Mm -hmm. yes, there's going to be those nights where you have to work till 10 o'clock to get a a feature out on time, but we're also very flexible. So if your son is playing soccer and you need to leave at three o'clock, you can do that. And I think it's, you know, approaching the work-life piece as, it's an adult conversation and I trust you to get your work done and you're going to be held accountable, then I trust you to make a good choice. Hmm. line that I heard in everything that you just said was really being proactive instead of reactive, you know, offering benefits so that the employee and their family don't have to worry about that in the day and age when every news story you hear in that regard is about employee or employers cutting benefits and offering as little as possible to impact their bottom line, you know, actually being sort of having that long-term vision instead of that very short-term, okay, if we cut this benefit, we can save this much. Yes, but if we offer this benefit, we can reap this much and we can get this much back. And really just having 
that proactive mindset instead of that reactive mindset that I think tends to be much more common in businesses. I agree. I agree. And I think um, bringing the team members into that conversation has been something that's been extremely beneficial for us as well. So mm. with benefits being such a hot topic in the marketplace, what was really great was, is that, you know, one of our core values is to invite feedback and to mm-hmm. listen. And we brought a group of team members together and said, you know what, there's a lot of strong opinions on benefits. We want to make you part of the process. You can go through the negotiations with us. You can sit through them. You can understand what some of the obstacles are, and then you can carry the messages to the team. So it wasn't HR carrying the messages. It was team members carrying the messages. Hmm. And that was so impactful that, you know, Mm -hmm. team members were saying to other team members, yes, you know, there was an X percent increase. And as a result, we had to decide. And this is Mm -hmm. what we decided to ensure that it was the best option for our team. That was it carried a different weight coming from the team than it did coming from human resources. And that's another premise that we use with everything is that I look at my role as being one that is there to support the team, to be an advocate for the team, to clear obstacles for the team. But at the end of the day, I really want the team to own the decisions. You know, I want them to be a part of it so that they can carry those messages. You're building and have built a true community there that's what i'm hearing in in that when you were describing you know having a team member come to the table to to look at those options and and to think about the choices that have to be made as you were talking i was envisioning a dining room table right where the family comes to talk about what's going on and there's that safe space there because you know this is your home right and you can share things mm-hmm. and, and that's what i was really thinking is it was like very much a it's a community effort um which I think is remarkable, um, and and I'm so encouraged and happy to hear how well it works for you, you know, because, again, I think there is a bias that, well, that won't work, right? But it does. It can. It does, and, yeah, and people are doing it, work. so it's it, great. Yeah, it definitely can, and, and look, it takes time. It takes commitment, and not everything is easy. I mean, there's a lot of times where you – think to yourself, oh, it would have been so much easier had the decision just been made by myself. But mm-hmm. in the long term, the benefits would never have been there. Right. It's that proactive long long term thinking, which I think is a great moment to to kind of segue over to, to Kelly to talk about the macro side because really what's more long term than the business's impact on on the world around it. Thanks, Laura. You know, I, again, knowing um, a Weber already knowing hope, you know, and listening again today, I, I'm always struck with, for me, you all check off the options or, or the, the elements and aspects of what it means to do well by doing good. You know, you, you have that mindset, right? That mindset that says a concern for, for people and planet can coexist with an ambition for profits. You have the practices and, and you've talked about many of them here today, and you measure. And I know that's a big part of what you all do, and you've got data that that supports these business decisions that you're making, and then you're transparent about them. And that I heard in 
in how you want to share with other business owners, you know, and business leaders, this is what we're doing and this is how it might be able to help for you, help you. So I love the fact that you share the best practices, but I wouldn't be me if I didn't circle back to the measurement aspect of it and say, Mm -hmm. you know, let's, let's talk about some of those numbers, you know, because I think that helps to make it real for others who maybe um, are listening to you and getting even more encouraged to go out and, and find some of these best practices themselves or try some new things. So what are some of the the business results, if you feel comfortable sharing them around what happens when you put these things into place? How is that translating? And Laura, I think you said it well too, you know, it's you're making this investment, right? What are you reaping from this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, it's definitely been a journey for us over the past few years. And I can say that we're now our business results are definitely turning and we can see that we're reaping the benefits of all the hard work that we've we've put in uh, i can proudly state that you know our turnover right now is extremely low it's it's low for uh, a company and then for a tech company it is extremely low so right now we're at 13% and we're uh-huh. proud of that because turnover is expensive and especially in the tech industry mm-hmm. Um, there's a shortage of tech throughout the country right now, and people are vying for the same resources. So that you have to offer something as an employer that's more than just salary. And I think that's really what our culture is, the extra oomph that we bring. It's doing mm-hmm. good. And that's what's attracting. And it's also what's retaining our team members. So with turnover decreasing, I can also say that our retention is way up. So for tech, Typically, it's 12 to 18 months, and our retention is over three years now, So and climbing. So mm-hmm. um, we're only looking for that to increase and go higher. And then our engagement for our team has been steadily increasing as well, and we just took our last engagement survey. So we do an internal survey three times a year. Um, we just finished one about a week and a half ago, and we were in the high 70s. And overall, for the past year, we're still in the high 80s. So um, our engagement is still very, very high. And that's really turning to strong business results. So when we look at how tech companies actually create their features and push them to the market, we work in what's called two-week sprints. And right now, we're at 100% sprint completion, which means we are not wasting any time. We are getting our product out as fast as possible, and we're meeting all of our commitments to our customers, which is truly fantastic. And then mm-hmm. the pride that that instills in the team, it just spirals and perpetuates. It's a great feeling. Sure, it really upward is. spiral. It yeah. really, it's a well-documented fact, right? And mm-hmm. again, it's part of that, you know, the benefit of the investment that you're making and having that long-term vision. Those are fabulous, fabulous business metrics. And, and can um, I just say, as somebody that spent a decade doing tech recruiting several years ago, that's amazing. <laughs> like, those are amazing, <laughs> amazing stats. I'm like, they're what your turnovers, what your attention? That's incredible. So sorry, I just had to interject that because my jaw dropped a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We're very proud of them. I mean, but you know, we're not resting either because we realize that we always have to iterate and we always have to move the bar and and we are but I mean it's fabulous because at our highest level of turnover we were at 33 percent oh my gosh I mean this is real life Mm -hmm. 
that we're going through. And I can tell you that the environment is just so, so different. And our team is so, so different. And to do, you know, again, like in the market right now, it's late 2018. All we hear all the time is how low unemployment is and how high turnover is because there is that inverse relationship to go in the opposite direction of most companies in your sector, you know, by dramatic, you know, 200% lower from 33 to 13. That's really, really incredible. And it, it just speaks to the culture and it speaks to the impact that your company does have on, on the world around it. Yeah, I, I mean, I really think we're really fortunate. We've, we've built a really strong team. And like I said before, I think it all starts with recruiting for those values, because once you recruit for those values, you're not, I'm a firm believer, you can't sell a value. You can't make someone believe in a value. Right. It either Agreed. resonates or it doesn't. And um, I think that's truly what has set us apart and will continue to set us apart. Absolutely. And I appreciate that you're sharing that with everyone. Is is there something that's worked, you know, for again, for our listeners, is there something that's worked, whether is that some type of a qualitative analysis that you or assessment that you might use? Is it a little intuitive? Is it a little bit of both? Are there resources that might be helpful to other business leaders who who want to delve into that subject a little bit more? I would say that, you know, what's more intuitive for us, what was more intuitive was, is that when we started recruiting for the values, what we saw was that our engagement went up, went up and our engagement went up because intuitively our team members were much happier. They were Mm -hmm. happier because they felt as though they belonged and that there was a company mission, but then there was a bigger mission beyond that. And I think that's truly what can inspire and empower people. Agreed. Agreed. And I think, you know, I, I heard in what you were saying that the, this has been a journey, right? And and you're seeing the, the benefits now. So I would definitely in, include you and your leadership team in the visionary category, because I think you were seeing a lot of these things before they were really becoming talked about more. I mean, I think it's really only been recently that companies are very focused on being purpose-driven, values-based, and uh, socially conscious, environmentally aware, all of those things that AWeber really personifies. So if it's not too much of a, a curveball question, I was wondering, are there things that you see now, either personally in your role or as you discuss as a leadership team, what do you think are some of the things that that are on the horizon for businesses, things that you might be considering now or knowing it's just kind of hitting your radar like, oh, this will be something that we'll need to be thinking about soon? I think the biggest challenge that's, that's coming up is really how how do we interact with the community in a positive way to mm-hmm. develop talent from a high school level? Um, into future team members. And we're Mm -hmm. really starting to work with that right now and come up with uh, plans to reach out into the community and see how we can build those partnerships. Because at the end of the day, the workforce is definitely not growing. The workforce is shrinking Mm -hmm. and the number of talented individuals out there is not going to be able to sustain all of the businesses. So it's really going to be Mm -hmm. How can we hire individuals who believe in the culture, who Mm -hmm. we also believe can be developed, and how can we start at a younger age to do that? Oh, 
this well, is part um, of so many. I, I could I have so talking with you forever. <laughs> I, I have so many little polls for for our show notes. You know, the vision for the future and the fact that engagement went up when you started recruiting for values. I just like wow. There's so many good nuggets. Good. I'm glad. Awesome. It's been absolutely wonderful. Hope we we really are uh, very thankful for your your time and for all that you've shared with us and our listeners. I, I think it's been really directional and inspirational. So kudos to you. And thank you for the amazing work. Oh, thank you. I just want to encourage everybody, though. You know, it's not easy. It's hard. And just stick with it. It definitely pays off. It definitely does. Awesome. So as we wind down, Hope, is there is there anything that you're really excited about in the organization that you want to kind of leave us with on a high note? Anything that you want to just share that we haven't covered that is really lighting you up in this moment? Um, I guess the the one thing that's really lighting me up, as you would put it, I love that expression, is um, (laughs) that uh, we've been doing a lot of work with diversity and inclusion lately. And over the past few months, I've had six women in the organization They've developed a, our first affinity group called We at A. Weber, and basically it is a group that was inspired by women, but it's not a woman's group, and it's basically about talking about issues and how they affect you as an individual and bringing a greater sense of awareness to everyone that how I interpret a certain situation is going to be very different than how you interpret it just because our experiences have been different. And to see the powerful conversations that actually occur in that forum, it has been truly amazing. And it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. And it has been extremely powerful and rewarding to see the pride that everybody takes in sharing um, the safety and the support that everybody has been giving each other when they are disclosing really intimate and personal details. And just the care that they're taking um, in that forum with each other. And what I think is pretty amazing also is that now we're reaching out into the community and we're taking those discussions, you know, even in different forums now. So it's even broadening our reach. So I'm really proud that we've opened ourselves up to take that next step. And I'm really excited about what the next step is going to be after that. So again, it just reinvigorates me to think, Every time I think we've accomplished something, the team rises again and they show me there's so much more to accomplish and they have so much more to give and their potential is really unlimited. So um, that's what keeps me going. And that's what makes this so much fun. Can't think of a better way to to wrap up. That's such an incredible example. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. This has been great. Thank you all so much. As always, I am Laura Heacock and I am co-hosted with Kelly Stewart. (laughs) Thank you for doing good business with us. We are at podcast at doinggoodbusiness.com. Any questions, any feedback, any uh, props that you want to send Hope's way, you can send them to podcast at doinggoodbusiness.com. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And we would love to hear from you. Send your comments, your questions, suggested topics to podcast at doinggoodbusiness.com. If you'd like, visit our website of the same name, doinggoodbusiness.com. Remember, you can always rate and review us wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. Feel free to share it. Until next time, we encourage you to take one small step toward doing good business.